Welcome to the SoCal Hymns podcast series. This is Sarah Richardson, and today we are featuring a conversation with Dr. Andrew A. Brooks. Dr. Brooks co-founded Tiger Text in 2010 and serves as Chief Medical Information Officer. Prior to Tiger Text, Dr. Brooks had founded Cardo Medical Inc. in May 2007, which was acquired by Arthrex in 2011. Dr. Brooks has been in the private practice of orthopedic surgery since 1994, specializing in sports medicine, arthroscopy, and joint reconstruction. Prior to founding Cardo Medical, Dr. Brooks founded Specialty Surgical Center, which was sold to Symbian in 2005. Dr. Brooks is board certified by the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery and is a fellow of the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. He received his BS and MD degrees from the University of Southern California. He completed his residency in orthopedic surgery at the University of Southern California and subsequently completed a fellowship in arthroscopic reconstructive surgery and sports medicine at the Houston Clinic in Columbus, Georgia. Dr. Brooks, welcome to the podcast series. Thanks for allowing me to be here and have this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when we think about uh, what it is we need to be providing in in healthcare today, and we think about how we can improve collaboration with a strategic mobile device strategy, that can mean a lot of things to consumers, to patients, to physicians. What is your approach, and how did you go about solving that and delivering something that's been very successful and meaningful to our ecosystem today? Yeah, well, if you think about our healthcare system, um, you know, people talk about U.S. healthcare as being, you know, one of the lower ranked ones in the world. Denmark's better than us, and you know, Sweden provides better care, and uh, so on and so forth. Um, you know, I, I, as a surgeon and subspecialist, I, I have no doubt we have the best technology for healthcare in the world. Uh, if you have a problem, I don't think there's a better place to get care than the United States. But what we do have a problem with is our process. Um, so toward trying to uh, solve process, um, very little has been paid to, um, you know, how to actually improve process of communication and allow um, the patient experience ultimately to be good and reduce the pain uh, of what goes on with, with the varying clinicians. So, um, with Tiger Text, what's happened um, is, you know, essentially, if you think maybe 10, 15 years ago, we couldn't have existed as a company. But what's happened is uh, because uh, information has been digitized and we have uh, this uh, healthcare record, which is now digital, um, ubiquitous across the system, and you combine that with smartphones that are very powerful computers that everybody is now carrying. Um, you could solve a lot of these communication and process problems um, with a um, unified kind of communication platform that allows um, you to take action on all this uh, digitized information. So is care coordination the primary driver, and how do we engage the patient in the transition of care and population health? From the perspective of our company, Yes, care coordination is fundamental and really strikes at the heart of what we are doing to um, imp- improve this process. So, 
if you think about a patient as they move through an event, um, what Tiger Text is doing is putting the patient really at the center of what that event is. And there are multiple um, people that have touch points to that particular patient. And it extends far beyond uh, physicians involved with the patient's care, the nurses involved. It involves, you know, a discharge coordinators. It involves admit coordinators. It involves surgical coordinators. It involves lab systems. It involves uh, bed transport. It involves, you know, translators being brought in. Um, it just goes on and on and on. So the, the coordination of care... Um, in previously has involved notifying or trying to find someone through a pager, a beeper, phone calls that result in a lot of phone tag, waste of time, and faxes, and you know, really very arcane things that um, nobody would really put up in their consumer life. So um, the patient is at the center of all this, and. What we strive for and what are trying to do is really improve that patient experience so that uh, it's more akin to what happens in the hospitality world versus what's been accepted as a very low standard of, uh, of uh, care and well, I would say low standard of delivery of care. So most organizations aren't there yet. What do you think they're missing when they think about delivering a clinical communication solution? I think initially it starts off with a mindset, um, and if if the mindset of a patient um, event um, isn't centered around, you know, optimizing throughput and um, having the, the patient move through the system, uh, you you really won't get there. So, um, you know, from our perspective, you know, just kind of going back to the hospitality thing, if you go to a, a hotel where you see star ratings um, based on, uh, you know, um, a, a customer's experience and you see, oh, this is a four-star hotel or a five-star hotel, if you were a patient and you were to rank your experience in healthcare today, I would venture to guess that probably 70-plus percent of patients would rank it around a two. Um because healthcare organizations really haven't necessarily embraced this idea. So what's happened um, and, and what we're seeing as a major shift now is organizations are waking up to this idea that if we adopt a unified communication platform that involves all the people that are going to be involved with this particular event going on with the patient, the whole process improves the the care and the ability to shorten the experience for that patient um, uh, occurs. Much lower levels of frustration occur for the people providing care. Um, but it really kind of starts with the, you know, from the top that organizations must start to adopt that mentality of we've got to improve our process. And they will see it because as more people come onto the roles from uh, insurance, as we have an aging population, that is going to require more care, uh, there is just a finite number of people that are able to provide that care. And without improving this process, the system simply is going to break. And most hospitals or healthcare organizations have a slew of hodgepodge 
communication devices or they've had previous implementations of products and they, they're trying to keep them all together. If they decide to go for a unified platform, what makes TigerText different than other options that are available out there today? Yeah, so from the get-go and by design, um, TigerText has been developed as an API um, that's open to integrate with all these varying uh silos of digitized information. So um, as an example, you know, we look at um, an EMR that exists within a hospital and we, you know, that certainly has a whole lot of information there. Uh, there's there's lab, lab information that, that's digitized. There's PACs, digital imaging. I mean, there's just uh, alarm systems. So, all of these are generally um, within an organization in these varying and different silos. What TigerText does is it overlays all of that um, as a mesh, if you will, and allows all of those now siloed um, information that is readily available to be accessed and worked with um, and then and get answers so that the, the information is moved through in a far more... Um, judicious and uh, efficacious manner. So, you know, what what we just sort of in a very broad manner, if you kind of just step back to the 60,000 foot level, we look at all these digitized siloed information that exists within healthcare organizations as sort of the system of record. But we look at TigerText that overlays all of that as the system of action. Um, two very different thought processes, and that's really what differentiates us. Uh, EMRs, you know, serve a purpose. Um, they were largely built around, you know, revenue cycle billing types of um, processes. They, but they don't, they don't necessarily integrate into all the other factions that exist within hospitals or or healthcare organizations in an ambulatory manner. You've mentioned there being a gap between delivery and process in healthcare. What do you think that stems from, and, and how close are we to bridging that gap? Well, I think it stems from the fact that um, there isn't change in healthcare in process remo- it moves at a glacial pace. So, um, you know, if you were to sort of, there was a book written quite a while ago called Crossing the Chasm, where you talk about adoption of new technology. I would say most of healthcare uh, process technology falls toward the very right side of that curve, more on the laggard side. So, you know, why that is um, is in my in my estimation is it, it's an educational process that needs to be put forth that is driven constantly to them and raise awareness. Only now are people becoming aware, hey, there's a better way to do this. Instead of calling a physician to deliver a critical lab result that needs action and leaving a message and then having them call back and maybe I'm not going to be there uh, this is from, from a nurse perspective. I'm in a room. There's all this phone tech that goes on. Hey, there is a better way to do this. And I think what's going on is people are looking at it and going, wait, in my consumer life, I, I don't put up with this kind of inefficiency. I can get answers to things. I can, I can press a button and have food delivered to my house. I can send a message to my friend uh, or you know anybody and get an answer instantly. So people are now have a basis, if you will, that 
they can start to compare. And, and so when we come in with our product and we show them, hey, this is a better process for how you do it. This is how you currently do it now. This is available. And the interface is just so um, easy to look at and so much akin to what people are, are used to in the consumer lives that um, we're seeing just very rapid and massive adoption. Um, so it's, it's very much an educational process for us um, with, our, with our customers. So our customers and our patients, um, especially as, as the population ages, they have multiple physicians. They have their PCP, they have specialists, they may have hospitalizations in, in more than one location. How do you recommend that disparate health systems communicate on secure messaging platforms when they know that their patient may be in, in multiple places and they don't necessarily have a common platform to be able to share information with each other? Yeah, that's actually a very good um and very insightful question. What what we're finding and what we're seeing is that within different um, regions, uh, there are different approaches that um, that occur in the practice of medicine. Um, and over the last six years, um, from the purview of Tiger Text, we've had a chance to study this. Um, we have a whole team of uh, data scientists that are up in our Palo Alto office. We built a very robust data analytics platform that sort of understands the way messaging is done. So to answer the question of, you know, how do we see putting all this stuff together to allow people to take action, it occurs on a number of levels. One is we have multiple inboxes. Um, so just similar to like a Gmail configuration where you may have your personal contacts, you may have your work um uh, Gmail that's related to him. She may have some other uh, box for something else. Consulting um, in 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 healthcare and through Tiger Text, we also have the ability to have multiple kinds of boxes um, that relate to one hospital or another one or their clinic or their practice. So that's that's one way that it's is, is done. Secondly, um, we have a very unique feature called Message Anyone where um, even if somebody doesn't have the application, as long as we have uh, a number that we can, um, that, that, that's a working mobile number, we can send that person a secure message. And the way that works is um, through, through Message Anyone, which is, which is a patented feature that Tiger Text uh, develops, is you enter the number, that message then gets sent to the person that pops up as an SMS, and says, you have a secure message from Dr. Andrew Brooks. Click here to read it. When they click that, it opens a temporary secure browser, and it's a one-time conversation that you can have multiple messages going back and forth. You can send rich rich media uh, attachments, such as you know imaging, um, cardiac rhythm strips, labs, um, video even. So if, if somebody is outside the walls of a particular system and, and they need to get information, as long as you have that mobile number, you can reach in. Once that session is closed, they can't reach back to the person that initiated the message and contact them. So we're seeing a lot of organizations reach out to patients that way. When they leave, they want to have a, a touch point, check in how they are. Um, so they'll initiate messages that way. Um, so... And then the other thing that, that we're doing um, quite a bit with our customers is when we onboard large healthcare systems, um, we have many systems that have 30, 40, 50,000 users within the walls of that particular system. But they're also 
interacting with outside physicians who may, may be going to multiple hospitals within that. So we allow them just to give us those physicians' information, and then we just basically onboard those into the directory. Um, it really is very much about having as many people in the directory as possible to have the tool work as well. Um, so you, you can imagine if you know, but you're in a group of ten people, and let's say only three have a fax machine, the utility of the tool is markedly diminished versus everybody having a fax machine, and that's how we view Tiger Text. So with Tiger Text being a, a source of a record. Do you see, you mentioned that a hospital may use Tiger Text as a post-discharge follow-up for a patient who has just left the acute setting. Do you see it becoming a, a primary medium for like disease state management and if you've got registries that are available, how do you see Tiger Text becoming part of that patient's long-term care plan? Well, there's certain aspects, you know, the the... The workflow of Tiger Text, you have two options, um, which you can opt into or or not. You know, one is you can use it just as a communication tool. A lot of clinical medicine delivery is relatively informal, which is sort of counter to what people's mindsets are. So you can use it in that manner where the message has a lifespan to it, and then when that time period, which is set by the organization, it's over, it's over. Uh, or people can archive it. So sometimes somebody wants to, you know, have a notation that we contacted this patient, um, we sent them these kinds of discharge instructions, and then that that portion can be archived. Um, the the really powerful thing that we're seeing is that. Because we have this large overview of organizations, we're seeing how results differ from market to market or hospital to hospital. So, a couple examples. Um, somebody comes in with a stroke, there's a certain amount of time that has to be done, there's a certain amount of things that have to be done in advance of that stroke patient, whether they're going to be delivered uh, TPA, which would hopefully uh, mitigate against severe stroke symptoms, but there's a window that that has to be done and coordinated. So we have organizations that have implemented a process around a pending stroke um, that starts actually with the, um, at, at the site when the uh, EMT shows up. Um, so we can now take that data and say, this is kind of what the best practice is that we've seen. And we're reducing the ability to get that patient to a decision on TPA from one hour, you know, down to 35 minutes, um, which is massive. So what, what, what we're learning is that we can take best practices that occur in varying parts of the country and now use that information with our people that are in hospitals to re-educate and reimagine the way that delivery process is given. Uh, so it's up, up until now and up until the time that we've had this opportunity to be able to actually study this, learn from it, um, it really ha hasn't existed. So very, very powerful tool. We talk a lot about the, the patient's experience and how important that is to us in our health systems. But one of the founding principles with Tiger Text is about the physician experience as well. And can you touch on that as a, both a physician and inventor, how that uh, corollary fits into what it is you continue to attempt to deliver? Yeah, physicians, um, you know, 
there's probably more dissatisfaction that exists amongst physicians and higher rates of burnout than ever in the history of medicine. Um, physicians are just feeling overwhelmed. Um, so largely, you know, I believe that centers around some of the requirements that exist related to the digital aspect of medicine. So what I hear very commonly from uh, physicians is, you know, I'm spending more time entering data than actually face-to-face -face time, you know, with a patient. I'm feeling more like a data entry clerk than I am as a doctor. I hear this, you know, over and over. So with this sort of, you know, burden that goes on and them being having to do more and more work, for them to be in a situation where they're just trying to get an answer, you have a radiologist that's reading 70, 80 MRs a day and maybe seven or eight are critical and they're trying to get that critical result to a physician, for them to pick up the phone in the old process, leave a message for that physician in an office, the physician uh, may be there, maybe not, maybe they can get them on the phone, usually they can't, and they call back, maybe the radiologist is now in a suite doing an uh, arthrogram. Um, th that, that paradigm is now becoming extinct with Tiger Text because that exact work process, that Radiologists can take that information, they could send the clinician a tiger text with key images and their report. They know that the physician got it because it has all the parameters around delivery, um, sent, and read notification. And the physician who receives it gets essentially a priority channel kind of communication that, hey, this is important, this popped up, and then they could, if they have questions, they can message back that person, or they could press a button right on the app and, and call the person without even that person knowing, knowing the phone number. This is all done in-app. Hey, what do you think about this? Should there be a follow-up study? Um, so, you know, really what we're about is improving efficiency and throughput, and ultimately it results in a far better um, patient experience. And you're really bringing the, the physician and the patient closer together at a time when, quite honestly, it feels like in some cases technology um, really brought a, a chasm between the provider and the patient because there was that, you know, I don't have time to look at my patient while I'm documenting, et cetera. Your technologies are bringing that continuum back together for those, the two people really that are most responsible for ensuring the, the health and wellness of that patient. It is. Um, and, you know, what, what I hear all the time, weekly, is, oh my God, my life has just gotten so much easier uh, with Tiger Text. My whole ability just to get answers and just be able to move information has just been dramatically different. We're seeing, you know, data coming from um, customers, believe it or not, you know, consult times are sometimes beyond 24 hours for a patient. A patient could be sitting in a hospital waiting for a GI consult 24, 25, 27 hours. Now, with the integration into an EMR, when that consult is ordered, that same physician that's being consulted gets a, a contextual-based message with the patient information and some high-level things of why they're being consulted. And we're seeing those same consult times drop from 24, 25 hours down to four, five, six hours. It's a game changer. Um, and the patient isn't sitting there in discomfort, you know, waiting, when's this person going to show up? Um, it's, it's, you know, being, being a patient um, historically is somewhat of a humiliating 
I would say um, just a just a tough experience. You're isolated. You're you're unaware of what's going on, and uh, it it really removes uh, a lot of dignity. I would say from 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 the person as they're in that sick mode, if you will. When you think about what's next for Tiger Text, and you've taken innovation and technology to bridge areas where there was the biggest need, and you're always looking forward for what those next things are, um, when you think about what you're going to deliver next to the industry and the things that are facing us today that need to be solved, where does your mind go when you think about, these are all the problems out there that I know that I can fix? Yeah, so there's a, there's a myriad of things. You know, first and foremost, if you take our just core business, huge educational process around just getting the higher level stakeholders to understand how this really improves their process. But as we look forward on the roadmap of what we're looking to, we're very heavily focused in our development now on more patient-facing things. We believe a lot of things can be taken care of um, just by having a encounter with a patient through uh, a VoIP communication or a FaceTime communication. Um, so we look at that as being, um, you know, hugely important. We're we're looking at um, how physicians are found, uh, you know, just through, you know, call schedules, role-based types of things. You can now message to a role versus trying to look on a whiteboard or a piece of paper, hey, who's on call? You know, now you could say this is the uh, ortho person on call. We're also... Um, integrating into things that exist within hospitals, such as you know nurse call systems, uh, so the patient can um, be able to reach a nurse. They're not um, they're not untethered, if you will, from that line of communication. Um, we've done a um, a really very interesting integration with uh, Amazon's Alexa. So from home based care, um, you could put an Echo Dot there, and a patient can. Just go there, uh, buy it, uh, say a keyword, it wakes up the Echo Dot, and they say, I need to ask my nurse a question. And then that uh, they can get a response back. So, you know, we're really just looking at all these, you know, things that exist within our personal lives and bringing those into the care ex- and experience for patients. And, you know, we believe as this continues to progress, we will be able to keep more and more people out of the very expensive cost of uh, delivery areas such as hospitals and keep them more toward the outpatient type of thing, um, and, which is obviously lower cost. So super exciting time. And it, you know, technology is going to be the solution for how we solve much of the issue in, in healthcare. There, anybody who uh, denies that... Um, has their head in the sand. Uh, it is really going to be about technology, and that's that's been our focus for the last six years. On hearing you talk about the solutions for a patient having Alexa at home, for example, and so many of us are faced with elder care today and our parents' desire to be home and, and be in their uh, more comfortable setting, and they're still independent, but the ability to know that we could partner with you to be able to remote monitor the health and wellness of our parents as they age is something that to many listeners will be something they can continue to look forward to and be very comforted by in the future. Absolutely. And and it extends also to the, you know, the, the, the monitoring devices that now exist regarding, um, 
you know, diabetics and their sugar, you know, where it's, it's, it's fed back to the physician's office in, in real time so they, they can monitor blood pressure. You know, if you think about blood pressure management, um, you know, when you go to a physician uh, and you know they're going to take your blood pressure because you have hypertension, you, you probably get a little bit anxious. Um, and I know I do when I go for my physical and I, and my blood pressure is probably slightly elevated. So, you know, that person then is given some sort of direction, maybe it's adjustment in a medication that involves a snapshot of their particular hypertension, where in reality, their, their blood pressure is a movie. Um, and that's really how we should be looking at that, you know, same like diabetes. So there's all types of these chronic things that um, we're now able to integrate with and get that information to the uh, care providers um, in a facile way that really allows far better care and and connectivity between uh, patients and their uh, their uh, clinical providers. Dr. Brooks, our listeners are those that are in in the healthcare industry, that are innovators, that are technologists and physicians, and they may not all be connected through Tiger Text today. How do you recommend they stay aware of what you're innovating and delivering, and how do they stay in touch with what you're doing every single day? Well, um, with what what we're doing, you know, we're we're pushing. Now, we've been very much in a heads-down way on the uh, development aspect of things and just putting things just through the record on the, um, the, um, on the, on the testing side of things. We're the only company that has high-trust uh, certification, which is certainly no easy feat to go through their process of, of guaranteeing the security aspect of things. So... People will start to see now a lot more publicity as we focus on this um, aspect of getting the message out. We've got tons of now testimonial customers that you can see on, on, on our website. We're, you're going to see a much greater presence of what we're doing at uh, conferences where we're getting uh, tons of invitations for speaking engagements. And anybody that really wants to understand more of what we're doing, if they just reach out to us um, through our website, we will get back to them. Um, this is um, something that we wake, wake we wake up every day thinking about: how do we improve process? You know, and that's it. It isn't just about sending some secure text message that was six years ago. Uh, this is now about workflow, fixing process, and uh, people that are interested in that. Um, it's it's simple to follow what. What we're doing certainly as a company, and there are obviously other people working on the same issues. So it's nice to see different approaches, um, you know, toward this. But we're we're going to solve this problem. Oh, I have no doubt, Dr. Brooks. Thank you for your time with us today. It's been an honor and a privilege. I mean, for all the things that you are delivering on behalf of healthcare and to others, we are we're grateful for what you produce for our industry, but also for the, you taking the time with our listeners and our chapter today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, there's nothing I like better than talking about what we're doing. So uh, it's a joy to me, and thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the SoCal Hymns podcast series. Be on the lookout for our next episode featuring Kevin Torf, co-founder and managing partner of T2 Tech Group, an LA-based IT consulting company that serves leading healthcare institutions across the U.S.
Special thanks to Esteban Parano, our audio and mixing engineer, for helping us to produce our podcast series.